3: Because you are entering the no whining world of January Jones.
1: Now, here's a question for my listeners Are you dealing with addiction in your life or in your own family? Can you imagine what it would be like to lose a child to addiction or to have a child dealing with addiction? Have you ever wanted to know why your loved ones suffer so much? Now, would you like to learn what happens when you start to live without addiction in your life, when you start to change your life? Tell me, have you ever heard of a book called Prime Threat, Shattering the Power of Addiction? Now, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to deal with addiction? If you can answer yes, or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I'd like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today I'll be introducing you to my guest. This is the first time she has been on the show, and I'm very excited to have her with us. She will provide us with information, inspiration, and some really, really great advice about addiction. I'm pleased to announce that this show is now live on Talk4Media, and we are syndicated on six networks with over 5 million listeners to date. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of wine, get some cheese and crackers, and enjoy our show. Now let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Our guest came from a family who loved to read all categories of books, so it's no surprise that she wanted to write, just not the way it began. After watching her son struggle with addictions from early childhood until his death at age 36, she was driven to know how this addiction began and why his life ended up the way it did. Working with her son from the other side and asking all the questions she wanted answered, she now shares with you their loving true account of his many lifetimes of addictions and shows you how it is possible to live without addictions. On her journey to open herself up to receive this information, she left her more than 20 years in corporate America and she went back to her spiritual roots In the process, she wrote two books on the seven major chakras in the third book, an anthology with 28 different spiritual healers and their spiritual modalities. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show today, Joan Peck. Hi, Joan. How are you today?
2: I am fine.
1: (laughs) <laughs> wonderful to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this show. I have your website up and you are such a a lovely lady. Uh your pictures fabulous. You've been on quite a journey, haven't you? Well,
2: I'll say and it has been a wonderful journey. Um I feel very very blessed.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, now i like to share with my listeners where success stories began, where you were raised, um, who your early mentors were, and how your success story began. Could you share that info with us?
2: Yes, I grew up with my family in Elmira, New York, which is a Uh small country town, beautiful little town. And growing up, um, I was at the stage, I'm now in my 70s, So, uh, at this stage in my life, uh, I have wonderful mentors. Mm -hmm. Growing up, it was not really something that women talked about necessarily. Um, I certainly had a very strong, wonderful mother and grandmother, Mm -hmm. uh, strong ladies, and Mm -hmm. uh, very balanced ladies. So, I grew Mm -hmm. up in a very balanced, very loving uh, childhood, really. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, when I got married, I married uh, at a young age, and I did not realize it at the time, but my husband uh, was an alcoholic. Oh, okay. So uh, all my adult life, I have dealt with uh, addiction. Okay. So it has been uh, quite a journey of uh, trying to find balance within my own life as well, Which is why I wrote the first two books on the chakras to kind of divide uh, the ways of living into seven different groupings. So after I lost my son, then I could try to get balance in my life by dividing it among the chakras and what they represent. Mm -hmm. So that's really, and that's really why I wrote the book. Okay. Um, Me, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I'm looking at your picture and you're in your 70s. I'm in your 70s. And, you know, I think we uh, both have the same photographer because... <laughs> I think I think your picture is amazing, and I think my photographer did miracles for me. Isn't it uh, fun to see women who are in their 70s doing things like the things that you're doing and I'm doing? This was unheard of when we were growing up, wasn't it?
2: Absolutely, and this is what is so wonderful. And so many of us, just like you said, January, so many of us, Women are finding second and third careers Uh and really um, are being in service just like you are, in Mm -hmm. service with sharing information that helps people, and it's a great feeling, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is. You know, the other, uh, last night we were watching all this, uh, craziness going on with the elections. And my husband and I were chatting about it and I thought, you know, wow, these people are in their late sixties, their early seventies. They are, uh, expending so much energy, they are like in the prime of their life uh, at this point in time running in politics and trying to change the country and help people. It's just the parameters are so different because when I grew up, people in their 70s they were really old. (laughs) I
2: know. I thought everyone died at 65. It took me many years. (laughs) When somebody used to ask me how old my grandmother was, I'd say, Uh she lived long (laughs) long beyond that.
1: (laughs) Uh Yeah, yeah. And it's a a wonderful thing because you see that people are finding this vitality, this energy, this ability to uh, change and to help other people. Now, let's talk a little bit about your book, and it came out just recently. It came out, I think, February uh, 14th. That's what my press release said. Uh, Okay, it came out on Valentine's Day. Uh, And it has the power to help those who have lost a loved one to alcohol or drug addiction to be free of any guilt and to help those with addictions to be free of them. How long did it take you to write this book?
2: Actually, it took about eight years. Um, I thought that I would write it right after Jay died, Uh And instead, I kept being told to um, first do the other other two books, and then I did a third book because somebody asked me to do it for them, the anthology. Mm -hmm. And so it kept getting moved back, but I really needed the time to understand myself as energy and Mm -hmm. to understand what was going to be told to me through my son and through a Chandler. Okay. So, uh, uh, the timing was perfect. They they always say, you know, everything comes in its own time, and that is for sure, because I thought Mm -hmm. I'd have it out two years ago, Mm -hmm. but it didn't happen that way.
1: And how old was Jay when uh, you lost him?
2: He was 36.
1: Oh, so young. 36.
2: So young, and he started uh, climbing into medicine cabinets when he was two years old.
1: More uh, things. Okay.
2: So, and nobody would ever think at that age that they might have a, an alcohol or addiction problem. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. So, so what you're basically sharing with us in this wonderful book is that he's brought these addictions forward. With him from his past lives, and uh, this is something I love talking about. And I and I believe in past lives, and I believe in the fact that people can communicate and people can teach us uh, big big lessons. Um, that's why I'm so pleased to have you on the show with us. And right now, I'm pleased to share our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about. This wonderful book that you've just written. We'll be right back with Joan Peck. Thank you.
3: January's co-host Connie Cockrell, the author of Mystery at the Fair, has been writing since 2011 after a challenge from her daughter. An eclectic writer, she's written mysteries, sci-fi, fantasy, and even a thriller. She has been included in four different anthologies and published on the eZine Everyday Fiction. Connie continues to write and entertain with whatever comes into her head. You can find her books on most ebook retail sites. Paperback editions are also available. Be sure to visit her at www.conniesrandomthoughts.com on Facebook, and on Twitter at Connie Cockrell. The Boy on Shady Grove Road Explores a humble but adventurous childhood in rural Arkansas during the 1940s and 50s. Clyde McCulley's juvenile innocence and sense of wonder capture universal mysteries and dreams of childhood while coming to terms with family, friends, and faith in the segregated South. With wit and heartfelt gratitude, the boy on Shady Grove Road ponders the most basic questions while celebrating the warmth of belonging. The Joys of Freedom, and the Simple Pleasures of Life. Available on Amazon and StoryNightPress.com Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com.
1: Welcome back to the No Wine Zone. Today we're visiting with my guest today, Joan Peck, and she is the author of Prime Threat, Shattering the Power of Addiction. And this uh, book launched uh, this past Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th, 2016. Now, Joan, this book, uh, it took you how long? You said eight years to write? It did. It did.
2: Um, I started uh, channeling him in and working with a chandler in two thousand eight.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now, when you say working with a chandler, how, how, share with our listeners what that process is like. How you go about finding a chandler. How you connect and how you know how you know you're with the right one.
2: Okay, uh I connected with this person through um somebody else, a friend of mine who recommended her, uh-huh. and when you uh-huh. go to a Chandler or anyone who has intuitive powers, mm-hmm. particularly a Chandler, you'll know if it's the right one for you uh simply by the way you you connect and what is told to you. Jay uh-huh. has a, a kind of an odd sense of humor and funny mm-hmm. I mean we laugh and um I knew right away it was him. Mm -hmm. And um, then they made a connection, which is kind of interesting. So um, it was really a fun time in many ways, and we all learned. Um, It was amazing what he was willing to share, Uh and there's a group of them. It's not just him. It is uh, my guy, the masters, some angels, uh, and um, Jesus at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, it's this—it's that energy. And we have these commitments long before we come into our lifetime. So our pre-life commitment, Jason and mine, was that we would work with um, addiction, helping people with addiction. Mm-hmm. Either he would be able to kick his habit and we'd work together here. And if not, uh-huh. then plan B was he would come from the other side, which is exactly what happened. Okay, now. Oh, excuse me?
1: Yeah, when were you first aware that your uh, son was an addict? You said that when he was two, he was rummaging through medicine cabinets?
2: Medicine cabinets, then he got kind of cooked into sugar, which, you know, many of us have an addiction to sugar, which is Mm -hmm. so bad for us. Mm
1: And then
2: um, I would take him to a, a counselor. Knowing something was up, but nobody could put their finger on it. Something we kind of helped Koki he outgrew. Uh-huh. had a teacher who said sent home a note, you know, you might want to give uh, Jay some coffee before he comes to school because of okay. the caffeine.
1: Okay. And
2: that tends to calm them down.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. And how old his was he when the teacher noticed it?
2: Well, he was he in preschool he was jumping oh. off the windowsill as, as uh, Superman. I mean this kid <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> he wasn't born with sneakers on, I'll uh-huh. tell you. Uh-huh. He was very, very active and very he thought the world was made for him, you know, in many uh-huh. Uh-huh. ways when he was very young. If puddles were there, they were there just for him to play in. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he, and he's a cute little boy, very cute. Oh, and, I'm sure. Um, but he, um, and and that made him charming to other people, you know, so mm-hmm. he could get away with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as uh, obviously as he grew older, then we noticed he actually had been drinking. Uh-huh. You know, he he would pick friends. Of course, that's how you always do it. You find your buddies that are in the same place. Mm-hmm Mm-hmm. and uh, whatever, so then we would uh, start rehab, but at the time of this, it's like you you understand because you're my age, there wasn't even the internet, so there was mm-hmm. very little information out there, mm-hmm. and um, it mm-hmm. really was a handicap not to uh, be more aware of things. Now, sure. with my husband, who was an alcoholic, uh-huh. you know, it's took a
1: while to realize he was an alcoholic and not just somebody enjoying a few beers at night. Yeah. Okay. So now when, um, how were you, what kind of help were you able, uh, I know what you're saying, because many years ago people just didn't know about it, and I know we had a, uh, our daughter was given prescription uh, medication after uh, severe back surgery, which completely uh, put her into uh, an addiction that was very difficult for her to survive. People just didn't know about it back then, did they? Well,
2: they didn't, and they didn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like the family secret. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you you did everything to protect anybody else knowing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's part of the, of course, the uh, codependence. It's part of what we all do because we want to protect our loved ones. Oh, sure. Oh. So,
1: yeah.
2: oh. Okay, now let's talk
1: about the three most important uh, pieces of information uh, that you learned from him through this channeling experience that will help other people uh, transition to a life of grace? What are the three things that he was able to get through to you?
2: Well, the first thing that, and, and it's so interesting because we all have this uh, ability to um, <clears throat> reach out in your, in your mind, thoughts, whatever. Uh-huh. And that's somebody <coughs> who can help you understand things, and it's at night when you make dreams or thoughts that come to you and all of that. The first one that I had to learn to do is Mm -hmm. to really become an observer of life, and by that, I just step back and look at what I own and what I didn't. After Jay died, Uh I was sitting home alone. And I was very upset about something that had been said to me at the time of his death. It was Mm -hmm. very cruel, very hurtful. Mm -hmm. And I was talking out loud, and I was saying to myself, Mm -hmm. I am going to tell them off. I am going to, you know, how dare they say this to me. It's just not true and all of this. Anyhow, I heard my son's voice just as clear as yours. And he Uh said, "That word, Mom, don't own it. It is not yours. It doesn't belong to you.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Well, that started me right back on my journey. I, I felt so right because I didn't uh-huh. have that pressure. I, I wasn't responsible for telling that person off. It wasn't mine. What was I going to do when I get to heaven? Tattletail uh-huh. on other people <laughs> who <which> had <laughs> bothered me or hurt me? Uh-huh. <laughs> that just doesn't work. So, anyhow, part of becoming the observer of life, that's number uh-huh. one.
1: Okay. Is to
2: find out what you own and don't own. Okay. What's yours and what isn't yours. The uh-huh. other part of that is to allow other people their journey. So, to provide that space for them, you don't uh-huh. have to guide them, you don't have to be responsible for them, and that's all part of becoming the observer of life. Mm uh-huh. hmm. The second part was learning to live inward, and I had to really work at this because I had, like most of us, such a tremendous amount of monkey chatter, and that Mm -hmm. monkey chatter is all those voices that tell you, you can't, you're not good enough, you're all of these. And so I really had to find, and this I was very lucky to do, Uh to find a good person who uh, did meditation. Because that living inward, that's the highest thing you can do to connect with your higher self. It's the most positive thing you can do. And that took me quite a while, I will admit. Um, To just calm myself and connect with who I am, that energy in the universe, that higher energy in the universe. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, so many... So many people are interested, uh, so many people that listen to our show, and I hear from them all the time, and uh, they're interested in this process of channeling, how people communicate. Uh, what? Uh, how often did you go to the channeler during this eight years that it took you to write this book?
2: Probably... Maybe 12 times. 12 more times. Than that. Yes. Uh, yeah, more than that. But I had to learn to channel too. Ah, uh, okay. As, as, as a younger person, I was able to do that and had some experiences. I had an near death experience and all of that. But um, I had to get that connected. The corporate mm-hmm. world can really <laughs> really live in the third dimension. It's mm-hmm. not always a nice
0: world. in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No
2: purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, nice energy. So I had to get back to uh, that higher energy. Okay. And that's, no. and that's the third one, is to mm-hmm. understand the power of myself as energy. And to understand that it really is a privilege to be here and to become aware of everything that is uh, provided for us. Uh-huh. Every day there is a gift. Every day you're going to get at least one gift, whether it's a smile from somebody, whether mm-hmm. it's a bird at your window, or whatever it is. Because I, I know just by listening to your voice that you do this. <laughs> I know that you appreciate life. <laughs> well, yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us who have been there, done that, we have uh, an immediate connection, uh, and it's that's what's wonderful to have you on the show and to be able to share you with our listeners. We're also now going to share our sponsors. And when we come back, we're also going to talk about the other books that you've written because I have your wonderful website in front of me. You are quite prolific. When we come back, we're going to share your website information and we're going to share how people can contact Joan Peck. We'll be right back.
3: Rachel Carson wrote, Spring now comes unheralded by the return of the birds, and the early mornings are strangely silent, where once they were filled with birdsong. Little did she know the movement she began would lead to the destruction she envisaged. Announcing the release of John Graves' new book, Broken Wing, Birds, Blades, and Broken Promises. Today's wind turbines kill millions of birds, require backup power plants, are harmful or deadly to humans, have enormous costs. There are alternative wind turbine choices, the wealthiest benefit from wind. We pay higher prices. The story is conservation, the environment. The new book, God Reconsidered, Searching for the Truth in the Battle Between Atheism and Religion by Scott Smith explains why both militant atheists and believers in traditional religions ignore inconvenient truths. Scott argues in favor of the insights of Gnostic Christianity. Check out www.godreconsidered.com to read a sample chapter. That's godreconsidered.com. With over 30 years as a registered nurse with empathic abilities, Carolyn Green, a.k.a. The Energy Nurse, is bridging the gap between traditional and alternative medicine. Certified in the areas of energy medicine, life coaching, and as a medical intuitive, she brings to each client an integrative approach to body, mind, and spirit. Her book, found on Balboa Press and Amazon, Getting to Know You, Guided Pearls of Wisdom for a More Soulful Existence, is a channel journey for clearing the mind clutter to bring about healthier thought patterns. As a motivational speaker, Carolyn brings new light to old issues and is engaging, interactive, and enlightening. With her newly launched The Energy Nurse jewelry line, she brings to you stones and crystals that are not only beautiful to wear, but balancing and healing as well. To contact or learn more about Carolyn, go to www.theenergynurse.com.
1: Welcome back with my guest today, Joan Pack, and we're visiting with her. And she is the author of a new book called Prime Threat, Shattering the Power of Addiction, which came out on Valentine's Day this year. Joan, could you share your website information with our listeners and how they can contact you?
2: Yes, the website is www.dejeweled.com. Www.d- Seven, which is B as in boy, E, J, E, W, E, L, E, D as in David, 7, bejeweled7.com. If you go onto my website, you can contact me there, or you can actually contact me on my phone, which is 702, area code 423-4342. On my website, for those listeners, I have a download section, which um, I have different information, more of the Western information on addiction, Uh as well as some other things that you can download for free. So I encourage you to do that. Um, I'm happy to share that information with you. And, of course, you can get my book on Amazon.com.
1: Okay. And this website's wonderful. I've been visiting there. Uh, she talks about the seven major, major chakras, which we've been doing that with Carolyn Green. We've been doing chakras on her shows. Uh, when she's with us once a month, I love talking about this. Uh, you've written so many of your books. Uh, the seven major chakras, keeping it simple, which is what you need to do when you're talking about that then you wrote a simple approach to living a successful life what you need to know to live a spiritual life uh life choices it's never too late which could be my mantra <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i do i you, I'm
1: yeah. with you. <laughs> i know and li- life choices putting the pieces together um how, how Do you write a lot? I mean, is writing your passion? Tell us a little bit about your writing career.
2: It really is. Um, I have always wanted to write. Uh So many authors always say that. But um, I really had, I had three children to raise and uh, support. And so I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. But I do love to write. I'm also an editor, and I'm quite busy as an editor. Mm-hmm. So I have to really say to people, you know what, don't call me in the morning, I'm writing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now now you were in
1: corporate America for 20 years. What, what kind of job did you have and where did you work and what was corporate America like for you, Joan?
2: Corporate America was pretty uh, eye-opening for me. Uh-huh. Uh, I had always been in positions of uh, management, uh-huh. so I always had people underneath me. I worked for an international subsurface foundation company that was uh-huh. based in Belgium, and, oh. but I worked here in the United States. And then I joined uh, an international insurance services company and helped them develop that company. And then after 10 years, I went to another company that asked me to help them develop their company, and that was called uh, Coastal Telecommunications. From there, he wanted to expand the business, and so in 2003, I came to Las Vegas and opened uh, what was Canyon Telecommunications here, the sister company, Uh and we did um, telecommunications for businesses. Okay. And then uh I closed that after the boom or the uh, fall in two thousand eight. I closed mm-hmm. our business in two thousand nine and said, Hooray, I can now write.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you went back to uh your spiritual roots and started writing and working on these wonderful books. Um Life Choices, uh, that, what a great title, Putting the Pieces Together. <laughs> Was that now, your first book?
2: No, now this is a friend of mine who, it's an anthology, and uh-huh. I, she's done oh. four of them, and I'm in two of them. It's never okay. too late in Putting the Pieces Together. Uh-huh. So that also is an anthology, but it is a great title, and I write for her magazine. Okay. Uh, I have articles that I write for her magazine four times a year. Okay, and And
1: so uh, Life Choices, It's Never Too Late, is that an anthology too? Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. So that way you got to be a part of this project, and I I love that. I love anthologies. I I think, you know, it's a a great way to express yourself and to get to know other writers and to have the writing experience. Now, um, okay, what you need to know... To live a spiritual life was that an anthology or was that your own book? Yes,
2: no, that was an anthology. The first part of it, I explained the differences between spirituality and spiritualism. I gave uh-huh. all the the different, um, you know, the different uh, wording and what it meant and all of that, and then I then we put in the twenty eight um, different um, anthology or uh, modalities. It's yeah. a great book. There's
1: no yeah. one like. Yeah. 28.
2: Book.
1: That's a 28. That's a lot. I, I did kind of an anthology with 10, and that just about destroyed. That was difficult. Okay. So then you wrote A uh, Simple Approach to Living a Successful Life, and that also was an anthology? A uh, Simple Approach? No. That's no.
2: just a book. What, what I did, the seven major chakras, keeping it simple, was first. And it's really oh. a reference book. And I sell a lot of them to hands-on zealers because they have the different colored stones, what
0: mm-hmm. they mean,
2: the flowers, the oils, all of that mm-hmm. that are associated with each chakra. So that was, and I did it because I couldn't understand with all the Sanskrit and everything. Uh-huh. I wanted to make it very simple. And then the simple mm-hmm. approach to living a successful life is how you live the energies of it.
0: Uh-huh. So
2: now, when I go and see the color red, which is uh-huh. your first chakra, your first root chakra. Sure. And uh, you see it out, and when you see it so that it is, like, along the road, um, the curves, mm-hmm. and I think, oh, that's great. Right, so the fire trucks can come in. I always look at something like a positive thing, and the mm-hmm. color always means something to me, whereas before it never did, you know, not really.
1: Uh-huh,
2: and yeah. So that helped me, and... And then, you know, if you see the color green, it's just a reminder. It's your heart color, so make sure you, you're very loving today, Joan, not snappish.
1: Uh-huh. You know,
2: and all okay. of that. So, that's so then, part of your so what, chakra,
1: you have a, a section, meditation CDs, and you have the seven major chakras where people can uh, meditate. You also do seminars on, on uh the bejeweled seven seminars how i mean you're you're kind of a very very busy lady aren't you?
2: <laughs> I really am which I, <laughs> sometimes I get frustrated because i i I think I've spent enough more than I can chew, but um, uh, you know things work out they always do you you're very aware of that I know you oh know, yeah it, it's very interesting' because the universe always wants more for us than we do mm-hmm. and So if
1: you just can turn it over, it's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. And I I, I love the part that you enjoy editing because, you know what, I have to honestly confess, that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm writing a book. I I kind of just lose myself in the... uh, The editing. I, I love words. I love, (laughs) I love editing. I, I could just do that night and day. And, and I think sometimes, uh, we find that little niche in life and it's so, so enjoyable, uh, and wonderful to do. Right now we're going to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back with, uh, Joan, we're going to talk a little bit about what her son Jay is doing now. Uh, to overcome his addictions uh, for his next lifetime with us. We'll be right back.
3: Joining January Jones as her co-host on the show is Miles Miller, the great success creator. Miles is a two-time best-selling author with books entitled Against the Grain and Successonomics. He continues to transform 100,000 people all over the world through his speaking and training. His uplifting and essential messages like Bulletproof, Time Machine, and Strength in Numbers are impacting every audience he meets. Together with January Jones, they'll explore how to be successful and what steps you can take to achieve the success you want. Visit successhq.net, leadup.biz, and learningbreaks.com. Orgasm long and prosper. Learn the secret of the one-hour orgasm. Experience the dynamic connection between extended orgasm and spirit. Enhance your bedroom skills with precise instruction in the art of ecstatic sex. Become an accomplished lover capable of sexually satisfying any partner. Men, master ejaculation control. Learn how to orgasm without coming. Cultivate sexual energy. Create a spiritual context for your lovemaking. Feel the bliss of full-body, multiple orgasms. Learn how to relax in high states of arousal for extended periods. Visit www.howtoprolongsexualorgasm.com What is AATH? The Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor is a nonprofit, member-driven, international community of humor and laughter professionals and enthusiasts. AATH provides its members the education, cutting-edge resources, and supportive community they need to excel in the practice and promotion of healthy humor. AATH welcomes anyone who is interested in learning more about the application and benefits of therapeutic humor. Members include scholars, psychologists, counselors, nurses, social workers, and physicians educators clergy hospital clowns and many others who incorporate humor in their life and work aath was created to disseminate information about humor and laughter laughter play in well-being provide a caring supportive community of humor professionals and enthusiasts check out our aath at www.aath.org today
1: Welcome back with my guest, Joan S. Peck. And, you know, before we took our break, Joan, we were talking about the fact that you are an editor and that I adore editing. Uh, I was just looking at your website, and you write that it's always exciting to see how each a, of us put words together to tell our story in any form, book, short story, essay, poem, brochure, blog, the joy of creating becomes greater when we have an editor who can fine-tune our work for grammar and changes that make what we have written the best it can be. I I think the connection with your editor is one of the most, uh, I, I want to say, spiritual things I've ever done. My editor was so great. I, I loved him. <laughs>
2: oh, isn't that nice? That's important, isn't it?
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I read things and I don't know where I wrote and left off and he began or you almost you kind of merged together so people who are interested and have written something they can contact you and you can work with them and help them uh and so that they have a sample of your the, your editing process and decide if they want to work with you Gino, it's so important to work with a professional editor isn't it
2: it really is. It makes all the difference in the world. And mm-hmm. if you work with one that is so great, then it's your words anyhow. He's just um, he or she is just um, maybe adding a word for you to uh, to uh, review and see if you mm-hmm. like or whatever, or just mm-hmm. making sure that the grammar is right. Yeah, you know, we all have a hard times sometimes with tenses, tense, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> No <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure,
1: you know, yeah. uh, before we close off, let's talk a little bit about uh your son Jay and your communications with him, and what is he doing now uh to overcome this addiction issue that he has dealt with in this lifetime, and uh, he'll probably be dealing with it in his next lifetime, won't he? Yes, and at, at a
2: lower hopefully a lower level, um, mm-hmm. not as strong as what, when he left this time. What he's doing on the other side <clears throat> is he's learning the love energy. He mm-hmm. said he knew he was loved, but he couldn't feel it. Okay. That he had been separated and disconnected from his relationship to God uh, for a long time. Uh-huh. So he said, I didn't know God from sitcoms and um, it is something that um, he is working with masters in 7th um, uh, level, 7th dimension. He says he mm-hmm. also works with Jesus. And I said, well, who who greeted you when you passed over? And yeah. he said, well, Jesus did, because that's who I could relate to. And so I thought that was interesting. So whomever, mm-hmm. like I am always talking to Mother Mary. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if she will be the one (laughs) to greet me or not, but I thought it was an interesting, you know, concept, because Uh that is who he knew. But anyhow, he is working on the higher love energy, so that he can really understand that. He's also understanding the negativity on Earth. Some of the things, Mm -hmm. some of the habits we do have here on Earth. For instance, we're very judgmental. Here mm-hmm. we're always judging and we're mm-hmm. not allowing people their, their
1: yeah.
2: which means that people when they use they're either trying to escape life or they're trying to get back to the energy of love that they've had uh, on the other side mm-hmm. so it's very interesting he also says that um, over he says over there but uh, that He's taking joy in doing as a service. So Uh here, it's not something that you have to do or it's hard to do. You take joy in doing that. So he Uh and others are spreading their love energy down to the earth. And when there is a, uh, he was talking about before, there was a big um, earthquake. Uh He and others were sending the love energy down uh, to those people. And I thought it was fascinating. He also said that we know, we we choose what we want, and a lot of people who have chosen to die that way have mm-hmm. done so knowingly, to raise the vibration. And so, I mean, it's, to me, it's fascinating. Everything in this book is so fascinating. It's not sad. Everyone thinks, oh, I don't know if I want to read it. But it's mm-hmm. not sad. It's very hopeful. But uh-huh. it's also fascinating because of us as energy and how powerful we are we are so powerful and we can make a difference I went through a period I didn't think I could make a difference and uh-huh. every one of us makes a difference
1: yeah and yeah.
2: it's um, so if I can't help people let's say in Syria what I can do is send the love energy there because the love energy knows no limit. Oh, okay. Um, so and, and
1: and I think uh, what I I love about having you on the show and having you share this wonderful experience, this wonderful book, is that it's just we all are so connected, and people tend to uh, feel isolated. And the reality is, whether you're in this world the next world, or whatever comes after that, we all are connected. Don't you agree?
2: Oh, my Lord, yes. I already feel you, my friend. (laughs) Well, (laughs) actually. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yay, I found another sister. You know what I'm saying? So.
1: Well, I feel that way about you, too. I look forward to having you back on the show with us. Um, Thank you so much. And uh, to my wonderful listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our show today with Joan Esbeck. My upcoming guests will all amaze, amuse, and astonish you just like Joan has today. I would love to welcome you to our No Whining World. When you can, sign on to my website, JanuaryJones.com. Be sure to go to Jones website, BeJeweled7.com. We love sharing our stories, our struggles, and especially our secrets for success. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it. So, for now, friends, stop whining, start smiling, and then start sharing our show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then you can start eating chocolate with Joan and I, lots and lots of chocolate. (laughs) Again, thank you to my guest today, Joan Peck. This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care.